1: Mahomes. End zone. He's got another. Four on the night. Travis Kelsey yet again. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.
0: Joe Buck with the call last season. I think that was against the Raiders. I know Kelsey had a lot of really good games and uh, I had him in a lot of fantasy leagues and he won me a lot of weeks and he won me a lot of leagues and he won me a lot of money because he's awesome. And so is his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. we celebrate football this week on you better. You bet. And every week, Nick Casos and Will Brinson in for Ken Barkley Ken returns to the show coming up on monday we have a lot to do over the course of this fine program uh bring you to the Wagertainment up until seven o'clock eastern time sam panijatovich joins us at 4 p.m eastern talking uh potpourri of sports betting topics we'll talk nfl we'll talk college football some baseball jalen brown's extension and the celtics coming up with sammy p jamie eisenberg from cbs sports coming up later in the show as well we'll get jamie's fantasy takes ahead of draft season which is about to start which is really awesome power hour final hour all our bets for tonight but right now we dive into the AFC and NFC West, talking player props. Now, this is an opportunity for us to potentially um, find some valuable bets, make some valuable bets. I think we've we've you know uncovered a couple of those over the last few days, but I think it also leads to great conversation about you know the skill position groups for a lot of these teams that I think people can kind of take with them. You are listeners and viewers as you you know consume all sorts of content from training camp practices into preseason into your fantasy drafts. And into week number one in the uh, in the player prop markets, trying to set expectations for what we think of players this year, what we think of the players around them. So you know, we'll talk about Kenneth Walker. We have a number listed for Kenneth Walker at BetMGM is rushing yards this year. But we're also going to talk about Zach Charbonnet, the rookie out of Michigan that Seattle selected. Is he going to eat into Kenneth Walker's workload? So we'll we'll talk Walker. Will he go over or under? But we're also going to talk about Zach Charbonnet just as an example. We'll talk Isaiah Pacheco, but we'll also talk Clyde Edwards Elair, even though E stinks. And how about Deneric Prince, the undrafted running back that everyone apparently loves right now for Kansas City? So, Will, let's start quarterbacks in the AFC West. Now, we don't have numbers on Jimmy Garoppolo as of right now at BetMGM because I get the We're waiting for Garoppolo to get like fully physically cleared, even though the expectation is that Garoppolo will be on the field week one for the Las Vegas Raiders when they play in Denver against Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the Broncos. So we'll give um, numbers here for Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, Justin Herbert of the Chargers, the newly minted, very rich Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson of your Denver Broncos. Mahomes, 4,675 and a half passing yards, 36 and a half passing touchdowns. Herbert. 4,399 and a half passing yards. Feels a little low to me. 29 and a half passing touchdowns. Now with Kellen Moore uh, pulling the strings on that offense, getting things more vertical as opposed to Joe Lombardi's dink and dunk nonsense. And then Russell Wilson, who Sean Payton has been talking up, 3,725 and a half passing yards and 24 and a half passing touchdowns for Mr. Unlimited or maybe Mr. Limited based on last year. Uh, Will, thoughts on the quarterback position here numbers-wise at BetMGM? in the AFC West.
1: Justin Herbert, here are his career ranks through three seasons in NFL history, passing yards, 14,089. That is the number one most passing yards in NFL history through three seasons. His passing touchdowns, 94. That is the second most in NFL history through three seasons. And 300-yard passing games, 22. That is the most through three NFL seasons in NFL history. Um, This is kind of an interesting stat, I I think. Uh, Most single-season passing guards without a 1,000-yard receiver in NFL history Drew Brees, two thousand eight; Drew Brees, two thousand fourteen; Philip Rivers, two thousand fifteen; Herbert, twenty twenty two; and Rivers, two thousand ten. Odd that all three guys were drafted uh, by the Chargers. Justin Herbert pressured more times than any quarterback last season, two hundred seventy two, and also fewest air yards per pass attempt last season. Matt Ryan six—that is insanely low air yards. Six air yards per pass attempt is crazy low. Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert tied at six Four, His team has also given up the most points in three seasons uh, for a, any quarterback since 1970 with 1,256. And his team has scored the most points, 1,233 since 1970 by any quarterback in the first three seasons. All of this being said, 4,399 passing yards with a massive upgraded offensive coordinator and the addition of Quentin Johnson in the first round. I, and Rashawn Slater coming back, like, even if the defense is great for the Chargers, they still have to play the Chiefs twice. They still have to play the Broncos twice, and the Broncos will be better with Sean Payton by default. I mean, good Lord. Just ask Nathaniel Hackett or Robert Sala. And they have to play the Raiders, who, you know, I don't think are going to be good, but will probably score and have a terrible defense. Like, this is way too low. And the 29-and-a-half passing touchdowns? You're talking about a team that has Austin Eckler as their feature back. Austin Eckler can run between the tackles, but he's not a he's not Derrick Henry. They're gonna use him a ton in terms of like quick hitting stuff near the goal line, I would think. I, I don't see how you don't take the over on Justin Herbert, passing yards and passing touchdowns. Um Mahomes' number at 4,675 is is insanely stupid. 36 and a half passing touchdowns is also insanely stupid. I'm not gonna fade him because he's Patrick Freaking Mahomes and he could end up being the greatest player in NFL history, but those numbers are really high. Uh, Russ, I think Russ goes over 4,000 passing yards, so I would take the over there. I, I, There's a pure bet on Sean Payton, who I believe wholly in, um, but, you know, I I, I I am curious to see what that offense looks like and how much they try to lean on the run game, because if you, even if you remember, when Drew Brees was racking up huge numbers, like, Sean Payton's not scared to run the ball a ton.
0: Yeah, I, I I would never bet this over on Russell Wilson. We'll get to, back to him in a second. Mahomes, the numbers are are. Well, huge you're, convinced for Mahomes.
1: you're convinced Stidham's. You're convinced
0: playing. I mean. Well, like I'm. Well, I guess my thought is, and and Russ did play pretty well in the final couple of games of the year after Nathaniel Hackett got got fired. Um. So like, I think there's a case to be made that Russ is going to play better this year. Also, like, are are we sure that's the case? They signed Stidham and Peyton's been talking him up. So I'm not saying that like. Stidham's going to play more games than Russ, or Russ is definitely going to be bad, or he's definitely washed. Just that I think, like it's firmly in the range of outcomes that that's the case. And if I think that's the case, I think Sean Payton has wrested so much control of this organization. Where like last year, Russ could have played as bad as could have played even worse than he did, and he was never getting benched by Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett didn't have the juice to bench Russell Wilson. It was never going to happen after they traded all all the capital for him and signed him to the huge extension. Like he was never getting benched. Like Sean Payton has the juice to bench Russell Wilson. Like, he just does. He does. Like, it's his organization now. It's not George Patton, the GM. It's not not Russell Wilson's. It's Sean Payton's organization. So, if Russ is, you know, stinking it up, and he's playing terribly, and he's throwing picks, and he's losing games, and he looks like he did in some of those primetime games, including the Thursday night game against Indianapolis, where I did the Sierra one-two-step remix the next day, which I really liked, Uh, I think he's going to put Jared Stenum in. So I I don't know if like I definitely want to bet an under on Russ. I would never bet the over for me. It's only unders on Russell Wilson because I think there's a real scenario. Will that I don't think he, that he plays every game this season. It, even if he stays healthy, I don't I don't think it's a lock that he plays every game this year. I, there's a chance that Stidham's better than Russell Wilson right now already.
1: So well, I, that okay, that's probably a bridge too far for me. Um, by the way, the bridge too far. Of course, the movie the the thesis of the Hackman Kane Theory from PCU, one of the greatest movies of all time. That if you've never seen it, you, I don't, have you ever seen PCU? I Me, mean, you might be too. Uh, I, yeah, you know I what? Don't know what it is. Be, I don't know
0: what it is. We're not
1: go- Oh my God. It's like the original Jeremy Piven appearance. Um, and John oh, Favre, like John Favre Favre and Jeremy, they're, they're, they're in like, they're in
0: like, so like okay. a, uh, like, like a motorhome
1: college frat. We're not gonna protest. So no, that's swingers.
0: No, that's not swingers. It's like Jeremy Piven's in like, it's okay. like a quasi action movie. Go, go on. He's got
1: hair. Yeah, no, that's not it. But anyway, the point being is, like, I think it's a bridge too far to suggest that Stidham is better than Russ. And 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 the reason I would even double down on that right now is that the Sean Payton quotes, like, if Russ stinks this year, Sean Payton's going to kick him under the bus, just like he did with the Thaddeau Hackett right now. But I don't think that Sean Payton would be this aggressive about these Hackett quotes just to pump up Russ for this season. I think it's more likely that Sean Payton sees what he's got in Russ right now, thinks he can win with Russ based on what he's seen so far in limited offseason stuff, and is sort of kind of putting his chips in Russ's corner by backing Russ. So I know people think Russell Russell Wilson's washed. Drew Brees was washed for the last three years of his tenure in, in New Orleans, really. And he's still, yeah, but, like, set difference? records for
0: but, like, different. Like, like Breeze but, never played. But Sean Breeze, Payton, just Breeze just had a noodle arm. Like, he wasn't, like, Russ was bad last year. Like, Breeze was never bad. He just couldn't get the ball down the field.
1: Well, that's worse. Isn't that worse? I don't know. I think that's worse. Like, Sean Payton Sean, Sean Payton is going to put him in the Drew Breeze offense. It's like, here's where you're going to throw. Here's when you're going to throw it. You're going to run through. the. He's not stupid. It's not like Russ became dumb. He just played like crap because he had a bad coaching staff. And then, like, you read these quotes, Sean's like, hey, they got 20. 20, you know, filthy hands in this offense. It's like they couldn't even get a play in. I mean, it's pathetic. Like, he obliterated the last year's Broncos. To me, it feels like he is, everyone has been so aggressively blaming Russ for last season, even though Hackett deserves plenty of blame. I think Sean Payton is, like, very calculatingly moving the blame off of Russ and on to Hackett completely and believes in Russ. So I I'll actually I'll say I'd love the Russell Wilson over at thirty-seven twenty-five because dude that is not many passing yards per game. If Russell plays
0: he's the seventeen that, games he needs is that, is, is that I don't think he's going to. I think there's a real chance he's he 219
1: he it's two hundred nineteen passing yards per game, dude. That is so low. You have one 350, 400 yard passing game, which is totally doable. Again, the division with the Chargers and is the that, Chiefs, and all of a sudden is it, is, you need to average like one seventy five. Is it doable
0: for Russell? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's doable for any quarterback, I guess. I think it's very unlikely. I guess would be the point that I'm trying to make. Uh, I'm,
1: I, I, I would. Am, I would. I'm, I think, I'm, I'm I think buying low on Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson is a good move.
0: Well. I think there's a reason why these are the numbers. So, like, you might be right. Does not me saying you're wrong. He could certainly come back. You're going to have a great season. He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback when it's all said and done. I, I don't have a lot of faith in it. It's not something that I would ever bet on here. So, if, And if I had to put my money where my mouth is on this, I would take the unders on Russ. I haven't yet. I think it's like the way I'm fading Russell Wilson is, like, not taking him in fantasy football because it's, like, a season-long. Like who the hell knows? It's possible he could have more yards than this. I uh, My overall thought, not bullish on Russ. I think there's a real chance Stidham plays and plays a lot this year. I want nothing to do with Russell Wilson. Now you better you bet with Nick and Will talking uh props in the AFC and NFC West player props. Uh, your Justin Herbert stuff really hard to disagree with. The numbers are massive. Um, maybe they should be higher. Uh, though it's staggering what you read with the air yards last year, where Matt Ryan running like Crazy, the ultimate dude. dink and dunk horrendous offense last year because Matt Ryan was completely shot. His coaching staff was shot. The weapons were shot. It was really not a good situation. And, you know, say what you want about the Giants and Daniel Jones last year. Like, they, they did not run like a particularly explosive offense. It wasn't really what they were trying to do. The fact that you have Justin Herbert and that's the offense that you were calling, I mean, is coaching malpractice. And it's good that the Chargers moved on from Joe Lombardi and bring Kellen Moran from Dallas, who's promised to make this attack more vertical. Uh, Tyler Morales, our ethical director, uh, typing in the chat during uh during the last break, doesn't want to overreact to training camp highlights, but there were videos circulating right now on. X. I'm just going to call it Twitter. There are videos circulating right now on yeah, Twitter just of Justin Twitter. Herbert. Yeah, so X. uh Connecting with Quentin Johnston, who will reference the first round wide receiver at a TCU, who's an absolute beast. So, you know, in the past, last couple of years, when Mike Williams or Keenan Allen goes down, it's like, okay, here's Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer's like an okay number three. He's not a two. He's not a one. Same thing about Jalen Guyton. So now in Quentin Johnston, like you've got a legitimate third option in the past game, along with Eckler, obviously, who's like the the third option in the past game. But now you actually have a legitimate receiver that could fill in if Williams or Allen, who have missed time in the past, if they miss time. And if Mike Williams misses time, this is Quentin Johnston to the moon. And you actually have some capable backups now in the skill position core for the Los Angeles Chargers. And if they're really going to be a more vertical offense this year, with Herbert's arm and his football acumen and know-how, I, I think uh, as your guy Michael Jordan once said, the uh the ceiling is the roof. Uh, I love these Justin Herbert numbers also, both passing yards and passing yeah. touchdowns this year. So I disagree with you on Russ, but I'm with you on Justin Herbert.
1: You could make the call to or make the case too, I guess, that um, and like this is not a Herbert. Criticism, just more of a. Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions last year, and if Herbert's being more aggressive vertically, you are more likely to see. If the if the Chargers, when you're throwing six point four yard air yards down the field on on average per pass attempt, you are not taking risk at all. The ten, over under ten and a half interceptions. I'm just saying, like if you believe that that like you can you can there's a, basically it's a hedge of sorts a with a like chance it. with a chance to window it where herbert's going to be way more aggressive down the field you're going to get more touchdowns you're going to get more passing yards but you're also going to get more interceptions because he's forcing the ball into tight windows he's forcing the ball downfield where you might see some double coverage or you know it's just it's just a little more difficult to be exact in your ball placement even though i think he throws the best deep ball in the league and so like as such if you wanted to take the over on the interceptions and the passing yards and the touchdowns, you could win all three. But the interceptions could potentially offset a loss on the touchdown, or the, the offset a loss on the touchdowns with the yardage.
0: We'll uh, we'll talk Jimmy Garoppolo a little later when we get into Devontae Adams' uh, receiving prop for the season. One thousand two hundred ninety nine and a half. I know a lot of people might be interested in the under. Not me. Love Devonte Adams this season. What's not to love about Devonte Adams? Coming up next, we'll wrap uh, up. Also, number one also,
1: this- Nick. I would just say, I don't know if you heard, Mike McCarthy said, we're going to run the damn ball. Kellen wants to lap the scoreboard. Kellen might light the scoreboard.
0: I, I hope so, because I'm really bullish on this Chargers offense. Coming up next, we wrap up our number one on this tremendous football Thursday, talking quarterback numbers in the NFC West, and only one guy's listed. So we'll talk Geno Smith, but we'll give you our thoughts on the Niners quarterback situation where Brock Purdy returned to practice today.